bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there. my it's question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. It's Monday. And Monday means that all is right with the world. As soon as I get my mouse's mice. So if you have two computers and you have a mouse for each computer, when you operate the both of them, is that considered mice? Can you tell us that kind of Monday? Yes, that kind of Monday. So I remember first year, second year, people always complaining about, you're always pro-cop. You always support the police. Blah, 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 blah. And my response is, I do. But when they do things wrong, I call them out, too. And so that's what people don't understand about me. If you, if you do right, do wrong. First of all, everybody has a right to be wrong. Everybody has a right to fix and correct mistakes they make. Mistakes are not always mistakes because you think they're mistakes. They can actually be right. And be wrong at the same time. And that's life. Don't hold anybody higher than you want yourself held. And then that way, 
It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. And no one can complain. Or so we think. I was on CNN this morning. Six former Mississippi law enforcement officers pled guilty today to all state charges against them. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Usually, hey, we got a plea deal, and I'm going to plead guilty to, like, uh, felony disorderly conduct, which I can't imagine disorderly conduct being a felony. But yet, these coppers pled guilty, six of them, to all charges against them stemming from the torture and abuse this year of two black men one of whom was shot in the mouth. It came after the former officers, five of them deputies for the Rankin County Sheriff's Office and six, an officer with the Richland Police Department, pled guilty, pleaded guilty this month to federal charges in connection to the same January incident where the victims have claimed was motivated by their race. The former deputies are Christian Dedman, Hunter Elward, Brett McAlpin, Jeffrey Middleton, and Daniel Opdyke and ex-police officer Joshua Hartfield were each charged with conspiracy to commit obstruction of justice, according to a news release from the Mississippi Attorney General's office. Additionally, Dedman was charged with home invasion. Elwood was charged with home invasion and aggravated assault, the release says, and, and the rest each held, each faced an additional charge of first-degree obstruction of justice. They all appeared shackled and wearing prison jumpsuits. The names of their, their, um, the county jail, the county jail where they were being held was, you know, had duct tape over it because they didn't want y'all going after them. So why did they plead guilty? Well, U.S. prosecutors say former officers kicked down the door of a home in Braxton, Mississippi, where the black men were living and assaulted them for two hours. They didn't have a warrant. And get this. They call themselves the goon squad because of their willingness to use excessive force. Don't go off saying all cops are like this because they're not. So stop. But I don't visit Mississippi. Anyway, the six officers were charged with a combined 13 felonies in connection with the torture and physical abuse that night. Justice Department said. CNN reached out. That's where the story comes from. CNN.com reached out to attorneys for each of the men to comment. Of course, they didn't receive a comment. The attorney for Opdyke said he admitted his wrongdoing and will plead guilty to all charges against him in circuit court. So, of course, they filed a lawsuit. They said the deputies used repeated racial slurs, put a gun in one of the victim's mouth, um, were oppressive and hateful against their African-American victims. And they believe all of this was motivated by their race. So on January 24th, they admitted going to the property to resolve a complaint received by McAlpin. McAlpin's white neighbor told him that several black men were staying at a white woman's home and reported seeing suspicious behavior in 2023. 
Deadman warned the deputies there might be surveillance on the property, telling them to knock on the door instead of kicking it down if they saw any of the documents stated. However, otherwise, they would just barge in without a warrant. And then he said, this is what the prosecutor said, he said, no bad mug shots. What does that mean? That means wherever you punch him or hit him, don't hit him in the face. So when you take the picture, it looks like he got punched. They avoided a surveillance camera at the front door, kicked open the back door. Parker, who was living there to help take care of the woman who owned the property and his friend Jenkins, who was staying there temporarily. Over the next two hours, the men were subjected to grueling violence at the hands of white officers. Repeatedly tased, called racial slurs, and here's, here's the one. The officers poured milk, alcohol, and chocolate syrup in their mouths. Elward threw eggs at the men, and Deadman poured grease on Parker's head. Eventually, Elward removed a bullet from his gun, forced Jenkins to his knees, and put the gun in his mouth. Elwood fired the gun, which did not discharge, then racked the slide back, put the gun back in Jenkins' mouth, and pulled the trigger again. A bullet lacerated Jenkins' tongue, broke his jaw, and went out of his neck. But the bizarre part about it was the charging document showed where they devised a cover story, talked about planting a gun they already had in their patrol car on Jenkins. Instead, they planted a BB gun, and the officers discarded the one shell casing. They threw the man's soiled clothes in the woods, took the hard drive from the home surveillance. Rankin County Sheriff Brian Bailey announced in June they'd been fired. So help me with this. They do this in January. And it takes six months for you to figure out something's not right here. They get fired in June. And then when he fired them, he wouldn't say their names and he wouldn't say how many of them it was. In July, they announced that Hartfield, who was a Richland Police Department in Mississippi, was off duty at the time. And he had quit. Now, the sheriff doesn't face any charges. And he said he won't resign. In a statement today, he said he hoped the guilty pleas bring some sense of justice to Parker and Jenkins. And then he wrote in a statement, the Rankin County Sheriff's Office, and, and I need to find where Rankin County is so I never go anywhere near there, continues to evaluate and modify its policies, procedures, and training for all Sheriff's Office employees. Bailey said, we have asked for assistance from outside agencies and contracted with outside firms to evaluate us, make recommendations and conduct training from the other white surrounding counties in Mississippi. Oh, okay. These actions are taken to prevent anything like January's tragedy from ever happening again. And then they kindly put that he's running for reelection in November. I don't know where Rankin County is in Mississippi. And at this point, I don't really want to know. 
There's only one suggestion I have for all of the people that live in Rankin County, Mississippi. And there's only one thing you can really do. It's located in Brandon, Mississippi. No, have no, have no idea where it is, but it really doesn't matter. Next November, I might have to take a trip down there. I mean, I can't vote, but y'all can. Here's a hint. Fire the sheriff. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 101.7 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 101.7 The Truth, the Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I got so much stuff that was piled up over the weekend and stuff I didn't get from get get to from last week. I'm I'm just I'm just overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. And so I was until I started asking around about AI. And so everybody seems to think AI is the bomb diggity. You know, for those of you that don't understand African-American vernacular, you're not old enough to recognize where that came from. <clears throat> Go learn it. Um, so so we, we, were, we were discussing uh, cops, right? And so I think we use, if we use AI, we'll be able to have things. That, well, I read a great book and saw a great thing. There's a Netflix documentary on artificial intelligence and how the people that make up the algorithm, your proclivities go into the algorithm. That means things and people that you find suspect end up being just that. Suspect because you think they're suspect and you wrote the algorithm. I don't like one part of AI. Chat GPT or PTE or RXQ and NOV. Guess what? I'm okay with that. The more information you put in, the more you can get out. It's great. Those that write originally will stand out even more. And you knuckleheads that use chat GPT and, and everybody will use it. See, we got to pass a law that says... If you use chat GPT to write something, you have to have a, a symbol or something on it that shows it so that we know that all the great writing in here wasn't great. It was taken from somewhere else. And I'm okay. However, facial recognition is going to be the death of us. So I have cameras at my house. And I put my name with my face and it'll show when I walk through, it'll say, hey, blah, blah's there. Right. When people that I know come to my house, I can go in and say this face, this is this person. And then it's done. And every time you show up, boop, your name, you walk up to my door. If you're in my system, it'll do that. Right. It's called facial recognition. Artificial intelligence powered facial recognition wrongfully pinpointed a woman for a violent carjacking, according to a recent lawsuit. Did you hear about this? So 
Six officers went to Portia Woodruff's Detroit home before 8 a.m. one morning in February while she was getting her 12 and 6-year-old kids ready for the school bus, the federal lawsuit says. They knock on the door and they go, I have a warrant for your arrest. Step outside, one of the officers told her. She thought it was a joke, right? So she goes outside. Officers tell her, you're being arrested for robbery and carjacking. And she says, are you kidding? Carjacking? You do see I'm eight months pregnant. She's handcuffed. Woodruff, 32, living with her fiance and two kids, was implicated as a suspect through a photo lineup shown to the victim following an unreliable facial recognition match. The photo used in the lineup was an eight-year-old mugshot from a, from a 2015 arrest in Canton, Michigan, despite police having access to a more recent photo in her driver's license. The officers cuffed her in front of her kids. She was forced to tell her two kids who were there crying to go upstairs, wake up her fiancé, and tell him mommy is going to jail. Her fiancé and mother, who he called, tried to defend her to the police, but to no avail. Woodruff was led into the police car, searched, handcuffed as neighbors and family watched. During questioning, police asked her about her tattoos. If she knew a man that she didn't know and what her cell phone carrier was, and according to the legal action, which later showed none of the answers matched the description of the suspect that they were looking for. Not the tattoos, not the person, not the phone, nothing. At one point, Woodruff asked the detective, so did the victim say the female was eight months pregnant? The officer replied, you ready? No. So you would think that's all it, right? Well, she spent two more hours in a holding cell after the questioning. Until she was arraigned. She sat on a concrete bench for 11 hours before she was released since there were no beds or chairs available, the lawsuit alleges. The stress stirred medical complications with the baby as well as dehydration, according to the lawsuit. And all this happened between 7.50 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Friday the 16th. By March 7th, the case was dismissed for what? Insufficient evidence. Any cop in their right mind would have talked to her. And checked her phone and saw that information, saw it was wrong, and got her out of there. She sued the police department in federal court. Of course, Detroit Police Department didn't respond. Before the wrongful arrest of Woodruff, who's black, Detroit police arrested two black men named Robert Williams and Michael Oliver, which became highly publicized cases. Both men were falsely accused by A.I., which sparks the lawsuit from the American Civil Liberties Union. There were other cases like this across the country, including wrongful arrests of a black Georgia woman for purse thefts in Louisiana. Uh, The need for reform and more accurate investigative methods by the Detroit police has become evident as we delve into the troubling implications of facial recognition technology in this case. 
Dozens of studies have been conducted in the U.S. alone over the last 10 years that seemingly back the lawsuit claims. So why don't we just get rid of facial recognition in the commission of crimes and use good old-fashioned police work? Hey, detectives, stop being lazy. Hey, coppers, stop being lazy. Old-fashioned gumshoe work. Put your feet on the ground and start doing some work. Stop sitting behind a computer being lazy. It's just a tool. Otherwise, (laughs) you're being a tool. 833-212-1017 is the number. Should we not use AI in facial recognition? Yes or no? I say no. I'm I'm not going to even, like, wait for you to tell me. I say no. There has to be an ethical use of AI. The other one is that artificial intelligence misidentifies black people and Asian people at an alarming rate. 100 times more than the average white person is a black or Asian person misidentified by artificial intelligence, facial recognition. But do you know what group in America is the most misidentified? Native Americans. Native Americans are the most misidentified. So if your skin is darker or your facial features don't match predominantly mainstream Eurocentric white face and bone structures, Facial rec is probably not going to work. And it's unfortunate. But then again, it's not. I'm glad they came out here. And I hope that the Detroit Police Department goes nearly broke because of the idiocy that they've been doing. These are one of the things you run into when you have younger officers on a department, younger officers who don't know or understand the basics of good criminal investigation. Just how to investigate a call for service. And it's unfortunate because the vast majority of police officers do. They do their jobs. But then you get idiocy like this. And how many of these stories have we not heard of? How many of these stories have we not heard about because, well, they kind of got brushed under the rug and paid a little bit. And And so we have to be careful because, ironically, it's the facial recognition software that's getting the law enforcement officers in trouble. But then again, we have to remember just one thing. Like everything electronic, there's only one thing you have to remember more than anything. It's the same as computing. It's the same as your brain. It's the same when you eat food. No matter what, you got to remember this. Garbage in, garbage out. 
More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You know, August is Black Business Month and the award-winning 1017 The Truth. We're teaming up with Associated Bank to celebrate the excellence of black-owned businesses in our community. Together, we're committed to uplifting local organizations, supporting black business. That's why Carrie Noni with four black businesses, they'll be spotlighted right here from Milwaukee telling you their story of success. Be sure to follow 1017 The Truth on social media, YouTube, all that so you can watch the incredible stories of these black-owned businesses. Check out Carrie Noni on YouTube for black businesses. Come on, Truth Nation. We encourage you to buy black all month, every month. Whatever your financial needs are, Associated Bank can help. Member FDIC. Do you know what FDIC stands for? Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. They're the ones that insure everything you put in your checking and savings account up to $250,000 per account. And then when something happened, they'd be like, hey, I got five on it. You'd be like, uh, excuse, excuse, excuse me, that, that says 250000 Yeah, I know, but we're paying like 60 cents on the dollar. Will you take that? Uh, no. Usually smaller amounts they cover dollar for dollar. But anyway, 833-212-1017 is the number. I've been looking at that, that, that Hawaii wildfire. That town is gone. 96 confirmed dead. Rescue efforts are still going on. They said the, they, they, they say, what was this? They said, they said the wind was blowing so hard. They suspect down electrical wires from Hawaii electric caused the fire. Then when they thought they put it out, Evidently, the wires were still electrified, and it sparked up again. They said the wind was blowing so hard and so fast, feeding the fire, that they actually said that the fire burned a mile a minute. In 30 minutes, the entire city was gone. Some of y'all can't run 30 minutes around y'all block. It'd take you 30 minutes to run around a block. This entire town in Hawaii, on Maui, burned 30 minutes. That's scary to me. That's scary. That is scary. <laughs> you still on it? 
The caller said, good doc. Now that hip-hop weekend is done and gone, we spoke like brothers. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Who recorded the seconds? Okay, get your numbers right because you said 2ST and it should be either 1ST, first funk music song ever recorded. Who was it? Because I reject the fact that hip-hop took over rap and they're putting everything under the same genre as hip-hop. That's garbage. So I totally reject this being the 50th year of hip-hop. It's garbage. Okay, so what else you got? LT said a friend of mine had a hotel manager there. And now he's living in a shelter waiting to come home. I can imagine. But can, can, think, think about that. What's the first thing when you see a fire happen in your house? You look up, poof, the garbage can is on fire. What do you do? You try to put it out. Or, I was about to say even better, but it's not really better. Something on your stove catches fire. When it does, I think the first thing you should do is figure out how your phone works. So you can kind of press the button multiple times and it dials 911 automatically or whatever. And you tell them you need the fire department. You have to activate EMS first. I know it sounds weird. It sounds strange. It's almost antithetical. It's anti-something. You have to activate EMS first. You come home, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your wife, your husband, your kid. You come home, you look. Oh, my gosh. They're on the floor. They're not breathing. What's the first thing you do? Now, I'm going to tell you what I would do because I can't tell you what you should do because I don't give advice like that. What I would do, well, I can tell you what I did. What I did, first thing I did as I dialed 911 and I unlocked my front door. And somebody went, well, what'd you do that for? I said, because they got to get in. Now, I don't know if you've been victim of the fire department coming in your house, but I've been the victim of fire department coming in my house. I think I told a story about my chimney that fell in one day and I was gone out of town and they thought I was home. And then my neighbor said, hey, a police sergeant lives there. And so I, I, don't, I don't know if I was a police sergeant, police officer. I was a police officer. And so they showed up. Now, you understand what I mean when I say they showed up? They the cops, they the sergeant, they the, the, the field supervisor. Yeah. And then the fire department and the battalion chief and the, yeah. And they came in my house. When I wasn't there. So you you know how people get in your house when you're not there, right? They have all sorts of inventive things like, I'm not going to tell how, but anyway. So they got in my house and I wasn't there and all that. I say that to say one of the most important things you can do is activate EMS first. If they're there, they can get in. I unlocked my door and called 911 at the same time when I needed to. Because I didn't want them breaking my door. Because <laughs> that's what we do. 
Like, I remember being young and being the youngest person there. Well, usually not the youngest, but the newest person there. And we had to go in somebody's house, so we had to kick in the door. Now, I don't know what y'all see on TV, but that's not kicking in somebody's door. That little boom, one or two times is like, yeah, if you don't do it right, you'll break your foot. And so I always found it interesting that every single solitary thing I saw on TV about the police was... 99.9% 99.9% wrong. It's unfortunate. We do eat a lot of donuts, though, because of throwaway food. You got to eat light, so sometimes you got to go somewhere really fast, and you don't want to have a whole dinner in your lap, which I've seen, by the way. People speed off, and whole dinners come off the dashboard and find their way into your uniform. It's, it's a terrible thing. Terrible thing. The callers say rap is just one of three pillars of hip-hop culture, sir. Okay, you all made it into a culture and did all that garbage if you want, but it doesn't matter. Bottom line, you stole it. You hijacked rap, and rap used to be separate from hip-hop, and you tried to put it under this whole culture thing, number one. Number two, y'all let white people come in from places like Rolling Stone and all these magazines and tell you what your music is. That's garbage. I stopped reading Rolling Stone when Rolling Stone said that Debbie Harry was rap. She heard the first rap song. Done. Haven't read it since. Good doc, when it comes to hip-hop, your comments are those of a brother who got facts confused. No, I don't have them confused. KRS-One song called You Must Learn and You Might. That's dumb. That's dumb. And, and, And if you want to follow the rendition that they give you, that's fine. That, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. Clearly, when they talked about the history of hip-hop and they included rap, you were not listening. I'm not giving hip-hop any pillars. I'm giving hip-hop its own instance, right? I'm separating hip-hop from rap. Rap needs to stand by itself. And if you don't like it, guess what? You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Calling all black-owned business and entrepreneurs. The award-winning 1017 The Truth and Associated Bank have teamed up for our Black Business Give Back. Go to blackbusinessgiveback.com for your chance to sign up to receive three months of free advertising on The Truth valued at $6,000. It is that easy. Grow your business today by signing up for our Black-Owned Business Giveback. For official contest rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com. Member FDIC. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. LT said, <clears throat> amazing when when someone parks in front of a fire hydrant in winter and there's a fire across the street. Uh, if you're parked illegally, they can break your car windows and run the hose through your car. 
All that water freezes and the fire department does not have to reimburse you because you were legally parked. Yeah, we knew that. You didn't know that? Did, did you know that? So if you park in front of a hydrant and a fire breaks out, it don't have to be winter. If you're blocking the hydrant, they can break out your windows and run the hose through your car windows. And I'm pretty sure that junction is going to be right in the middle where you sit and it'll be a little loose and some water might run out. And when they're done, you might have three feet of water in your car. And then you'll try to sue and they'll be like, uh, you were blocking it. Well, heck, they might unhook it and then tow your car. <laughs> the caller's still on his hip hop ridiculousness. Good doctor, when it comes to hip hop, your comments are those of a brother who got facts confused. No, I don't. CKRS one song called blah, 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 blah. And then I sent him a note and said, I, 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 I like actually have to care. Really? And then he said, hip hop culture started with DJs being stars and rappers being the sidekick of the DJ. That makes absolutely no sense because we were rapping. Okay. Break dancing and graffiti artists and our other two pillars of hip hop. No, they're not. What? Dude, what? Breakdancing was out in the mid-70s. Early to mid-70s. Like, what? Breakdancing is not a pillar of hip-hop. Breakdancing ain't never had... What? Graffiti art? Okay, you making stuff up now. Somebody must have sold you some garbage from some white magazine or something, because... And then he went on to say um, two other pillars of hip-hop culture, elder brother. They're, these are undisputable facts. Based on what? Based on what? Like, I love when people tell you their facts, but they don't source anything. They don't say where it's from. They don't say who said it. Did somebody write a book? Did somebody go back out and say it? But I really have to care about it, and I don't really care because hip-hop is just hip-hop. I get it. I like it. I love it. I listen but it's just hip-hop. I guess I shouldn't say just. I try not to put just on front of something because that, that's very limiting. It's very limiting. But in this case, I'm a limited. 833-212-1017 is the number. It's 5 o'clock hour. See, I'm torn. Do I do top five at five? Or do I do a quiz on how prepared are you for winter's worst? Because it's it's... It's it's wintering. It's it's wintering. It's yeah. It's it's turning bad. So I think I'm gonna do. I think I'll take some calls in the five o'clock hour um, after my top five at five and and see if y'all can really. You'll watch this. If you get the answer right, you can tag yourself a weather maven. That means you're a weather expert and you know what to do when weather goes bad. But I got some questions to see if you can. <clears throat> Hold up your end of the bargain. Uh, in case you haven't heard, Arkansas went by way partially of Florida. According to the Arkansas Times on NewsOne.com, on Friday, educators learned that the Arkansas Department of Education decided it would not recognize a new advanced placement course on African-American history for course credit for this year. And the board announced the decision two days before the school year was about to start. So my question is, one, let's go back and look at what the, what the new course is. 
there's probably some outlandish things in the course or some things that are not quite based in fact because, you know, sometimes sometime the BLM folks and the, the 16, 19 folks, and the, they, they extrapolate a bit and add things that are not, that are believed but not necessarily accurate. So when you have good quality African-American historians questioning some of the black history or things that are added in, you, you gotta, you gotta start to, you gotta take a look at it. That's all I'm saying. So to be clear, the state isn't exactly banning the course from the classroom. It's not going full Florida, right? But they basically moved, removed any incentive by saying that they would not cover the $90 cost at a end of year test that gives students the opportunity to qualify for college course credit. So I would say, um, okay then. Basically, it's Jim Crow for for AP classes. But I think we need to look at look at something. The Arkansas Learns Act, a bill championed by Governor Sarah Sanders, who's the daughter of of Mike Huckabee, who who used to be governor and ran for president as a Republican, said it's aimed at school vouchers and privatization, bans lessons that could indoctrinate students with ideologies such as critical race theory, otherwise known as CRT, that conflict with the principle of equal protection under the law. Here's the weird part about this. What exactly is she even talking about? That makes absolutely no sense. Number one, we don't teach critical race theory in elementary schools or high school for that matter. Number two, many of the people that talk about critical race theory that are black have no idea what the heck they're talking about because they don't understand what it is or its origin in critical legal theory. Number three, equal protection means you would actually open it up and add it. Equal protection would mean if you wanted to take it, you could take it. Those who didn't want to take it don't want to take it. Equal protection under the law, that's the, the, the idea you're talking about? Makes no sense. But it wasn't banned. You know, they're on the anti-woke, anti-propaganda, stuff like that. Okay, you're the governor. You can do that. However, here's what I think should happen. I think since we're so afraid of indoctrination and not recognizing that extreme conservatism is indoctrination and that you're holding people to your standard, shouldn't other people have equal protection from you? Like you're discrediting an African history course because it's written from the perspective of African-Americans and it tells our history. Now, if you've heard about Prager, you and the videos they put out and the videos they're going to be using in the state of Florida for school, where, where some of the black people in the video, um, yeah, I'm not even going to it because I don't even want you to look at it. it. It'll upset you that bad. 
some of the verbiage that was written, I understand it in context. Many of the reporters took it out of context and said, this black character in this video said this. Well, I get it. But you're not telling the whole story. And I think that's where the disconnect is. Right? That's where the disconnect is. There's there's something about this division between left and right, between conservative, I want to say conservative and liberal, yeah, conservative and liberal, Republican and Democrat, right? We've bashed the other side so bad that they've moved to the extremes. And I wouldn't want to be a part of either of them. But both of them are terrible. And it's unfortunate because there's a lot of information and a lot of things that both sides can learn that we'll have no way of doing it because they're following buzzwords. But if you actually followed and if you actually understood critical race theory, if you actually understood many of these things that are talked about, you would understand. Like I had a friend of mine say, you don't believe in nationalism? I said, no. And they said, well, why not? I said, I believe in America. I don't believe in nationalism. She said, why? I said, because everything seems to be white nationalism. Nationalism is what you make it. Nationalism is what you say it is. That's the problem I have. Under equal protection, wrong clause, but basically constitutionally, we should all be able to say what we believe and be okay with it. Everything is based on what you think is right, and that's a problem. And I'm not talking about the extreme stuff. I'm talking everyday stuff, books, magazines, where you can live. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 